Hello, and welcome to the Line Break Podcast. My name is Chris Corlew, and with me as always is my friend and co-host, Bob Segura. Hey there. We're here. Uh, We're popping in for a uh, summer check-in. I guess when this comes out, people either have finished semester. We have a lot of academic listeners, right? Um, To the extent that we have listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we'll be popping in and out this summer. Um, And yeah, we're just going to take it easy with a little, what have you been reading lately? Let's go. Let's go. So, Bob. What do you uh what have you been reading lately? Well, my summer already started, so I have been reading lately. Awesome. It's a good um, feeling. It's a very good feeling. And uh yeah, I'm making the library do some work right now. <laughs> um I'm very excited about this. I, I think I've 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 tweeted a couple times, but I I just like never thought before to do the like request a book for the library, like to order. Right, right. You know, like they, they don't have this book, order it. Um and I'm four for four. So far, oh, that's request. awesome. Nice. I'm waiting on four or five more. Like it's it's a little bit of a process, but I think I'm gonna. I just like I hope by the time I'm done, or maybe I'll never be done, but I just hope that there's like a Bob poetry section at the library. Yeah, from now on, you know, like that's just exciting. And so this is exciting on that front because I think combination of you know summer and having a little bit more time and some quality books. I think there was like a, there was a, uh, a valley in terms of my reading and particularly reading poetry. And I think the for poem that I'm going to read today comes from a collection that might've kicked off a little, a little bit of a Renaissance nice. in terms of my reading. Um, so I'm going to read probably for the third time in our program. I know Lid read an ocean bond poem. I think you might've brought one in semi recently. I think um, so. I, definitely, definitely recently. Since Lid was on, definitely, yeah. Right. I got uh, his new collection from the library. Uh, it's called Time is a Mother. It kicked my ass. I'll talk more about that in a second. Let's just read this darn poem because I love it so much. This is called Snow Theory. This is the best day ever. I haven't killed a thing since 2006. The darkness out there, wet as a newborn. I dog-eared the book and immediately thought of masturbation. How else do we return to ourselves but to fold the page so it points to the good part? Another country burning on TV. What we'll always have is something we lost. In the snow, the dry outline of my mother. Promise me you won't vanish again, I said. She lay there a while, thinking it over. One by one, the houses turned off their lights. I lay down over her outline to keep her true. Together, we made an angel. It looked like something being destroyed in a blizzard. I haven't killed a thing since. Yeah, man, that's a poem. That's a good one. And that's one that I... Still don't know what to do with however many times later reading it. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just like living in it so far. So I'm waiting for you to to, 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 to tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I don't know how much I will be able to help you and or theoretical listener in terms of, um, you know, fully making sense of this. I, I similarly have read it over and over and it is compact, but goes a lot of places. I feel like there are a lot of lines that I can just like sit and live in for a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And 
What a joy. What a joy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of the things poetry does. It just it's, gives you a line to live in for a little right. bit. Right. Um, and, yeah, that kind of gets into why I wanted to bring this one in today is, as I said, I feel like I've had a funk with reading. I might have to go shut my door because the wind is creaking it open. Fair enough. Because <laughs> um, there are birds in your window. It's giving us a nice NPR quality. Oh, hell yeah. No, I got that window <laughs> wide open. There is a little, like, rain drain pipe, like, right across from my building and the other building. There's nowhere else for a bird to sit. And every day there's like one bird, multiple times a bird will just be like, that's where I'm going to sit. And I'm like, <laughs> there's got to be a million better places to sit, but you're going to choose there. I love it. Uh, and just as I, as I kind of alluded to, I think this was the point in the book, and it is early on. This might be like the second poem. It's very early on um, in this new collection, Time is the Mother, when I was just like, whoa, okay, we are in it. We're, we're going. I'm on board. Yeah. And... I think part of it, too, why I wanted to bring this in and think about it, as much as, you know, it's a very popular poet, um, I feel like I've heard less about this book since it came out, which is kind of common for Poetry World, where, like, people make a huge fuss about debuts. Right. um, And then sometimes not as much. um, Right. And there's always hype for pre-orders and stuff. Right, right. Um, And this was on, he moved up to, I forget which press, but it's a bigger, you know, it's a big, big major league press right, <laughs> kind right. of thing um you know after his novel like yeah he jumped right. a, to a new echelon um and uh i think that first book's really beloved so i think mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna have the, the less popular opinion on this i think i like this one more and oh wow really really did it for me and because um, you have a, a while to sit with the first one too yeah I mean, right absolutely yeah um wow it's high praise I know, I know. Um, it this sounds like a silly. I've been trying to find a better word for this because I've talked to a couple people about it, but it felt like the most, again, completely not the best word, readable poetry book I've sure. had in my lap in a while. You know, I've just, mm-hmm. I've had somewhere I'm just like I am struggling to get through this. I'm enjoying sure, parts yeah. of it, but it just it feels like a slog. And this one I just tore through. I need to get a, a copy of my own. This was a library one, so I feel like I can't kind of deep, deep. I literally can't dive back in, but um, you know, just thinking in my head, my hypothesis is I could like identify ways where I think he's like leveled up as a poet. Um, maybe she's cool. not. You hope so, um, right? But yeah, I I wanted to bring this poem in because I thought it was sick, and I love that book and all the praise. I want to give it all the praise. Yeah, well, I mean, we've we've gushed about Ocean in this podcast many a time before. Um, right. Here we are. So again. I mean, yeah, leveling up is is great for someone who we've already long admired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I do like this a lot. I haven't read the collection yet, but uh, yeah, this one rolls <laughs> <laughs> um, to your point about like one that, well, a, a, a collection that just reads that just like goes for you. I know like we're supposed to sit here and analyze lines and things like that, but there is something really satisfying about a collection of poetry that just like you just open and it just like, it just moves for you. It just, yeah. you just, you kind of like just, read it and let the lines wash over you and you're just like, you're just breezing through them and stuff. And it's just, it's like, it puts me in a good mood sometimes when a book mm. just like grabs me by the hand and like throws me down the river. Kind of right. Thing, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so I've been thinking about this of like, what is this quality? Um, how can I, 
you know, verbalize it better than I'm doing right now, but also, you know, to think about for myself and something that I would like to reach for because yeah. And certainly I have a very big soft spot for things that are, you know, like difficult in an experimental way, you know, where it's like, this is a difficult text. Um, but you know, I, I think in terms of poetic achievement, like this absolutely both lives up to the stuff that I think is the best and also had that like readability of just, yeah, I tore, flew through it, tore through it. Loved it the, the whole way. It was great. Nice. Had a great time. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, I mean, that's that's pretty big picture. Let's dive into the poem. What's the uh, what's the move? Whew. Where to start? The move might be kind of like this concept of line to line movement, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, I think that's, I, I led with that a little bit of how I feel like, again, you know, highest praise I can give to a compact poem of like every line counts. There's a lot going on in every line. I could spend some time in every line. So if we take this line by line, um, <laughs> break them down or apart, this is the best day ever. Um, you know, a pretty, Simple, straightforward line, but yeah. invites me in really nicely. And the next one, I haven't killed a thing since 2006. <laughs> I'm so in. I'm so <laughs> in, right? Right, especially since this is the best day ever is so cheerful. It like, yeah. You know, it seems like... <laughs> It's like some. It's like someone saying they've been sober since 2006 or something like that. Like, like it's a celebration. Like, right. <laughs> I haven't killed anything since 2006. Cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, it's like a funny line. It is like potentially a scary line and like a savage yeah. line. Um, this is very much a generational kind of thing, but like, I love 2006, like being old. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, cause for our childhood and especially for people older than us, like 2000 was so much like the future. Right, and then we just right. like lived through it, and now we're twenty two goddamn years later. I still sometimes catch myself thinking that like whatever decade of the twentieth century was, <laughs> however many years ago it was from two thousand. Yes, so like the seventies or thirty years ago, the eighties right. or twenty years ago, like that sort of thing. Right, um, which is just gets dumber by the day, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like we learned to orient time, you know, because it was such a helpful right, way to think right. back on time. Yeah, and now it's. Maybe kind of helpful still. I don't know. Moving down. The third line. The darkness out there. Wet as a newborn. Yeah. Wet, wet as a newborn is so, so, so good, good after I haven't killed a thing since 2006. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I dog-eared the book and immediately, great line break. Yeah. Thought of masturbation. <laughs> you know, just like in, what is that, four or five lines Right. This poem has taken me places. Right. Um, and I think that's one of the things that he does best. This weight on each line, um, these surprises in each line. It's really, it's all the stuff that I love about poems kind of coming together. Um, right. Makes it hard right. to like zero in on it. Um, but yeah, I, from the opening, was just so on board and in and going, where are you flinging me around with this? Right. While at the same time, it does have, you know, a core of 
that 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 line this is the best day ever makes me think of like this was a snow day perhaps you know right in, in right something like that yeah right um trip to a theme park something yeah some, right some kids like to do yeah yeah um you know and then kind of the the big image in the poem um is this snow angel that he makes you know it seems like a, a vision of his mother and then he lies down into the same you know snow angel thing right uh, snow engine well, indent has got to be a good word for that yeah indent in the snow <laughs> um uh so it has you know this this kind of like core of like this is the thing we're looking at and thinking about but it's right. also it feels like it's flinging me around in time in location in image right. in space in emotions um i love that you know uh yeah oh yeah I wouldn't have said it until just now as I'm describing it that way, but I'm like, this is kind of a rowdy poem. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's rowdy and snow aren't typically like right. associated with each other, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Um, like it, it feels hilarious to say that about a poem that is, ends, you know, together we make an angel kind of right. really tender. But then again, that rowdiness of like that flip, it looked like something being destroyed in a blizzard. Right, um, right. You know, the snow was not always peaceful in this poem. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and I haven't killed a thing since. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this is is a great last line. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I wish I had something smarter to add than just like affirming your points. <laughs> Uh, um, I mean, I feel like this similar thing happened last time we talked about one of those poems where we yeah. were just like, this rules. Yes. <laughs> I'm in awe. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, what do we make of this uh, sort of move towards towards the indoor, I guess? So, like, it starts with um, Snow Theory, um, right. artists out there, and then we're talking about books and there's a country burning on TV, right. but then we're in the snow. It seems like we're in the snow for the rest of the poem. Absolutely. Cause it's looking at houses, turning off their lights right. Um, right. and stuff. And maybe, maybe it is, be, maybe, maybe it's cause like you said, snow theory, first line is this the best day ever. You think it's a snow day. So I already pictured the speaker outside, right? but it feels like there's an outside indoor outside kind of thing happening. I don't know what to do with any of that. You're right. I think I can follow this a little bit. I hadn't quite thought of it that way, but you're right. So this is the best day ever. Um, And in line three, the darkness is still out there. Right. Right. So waking up, snow day, I see it outside, starts, you know, reading a book, thinks about masturbation. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I mean, oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and then then the country burning on TV is like maybe turning on the TV before leaving the house or whatever. Okay, I see it. I see the path there. It definitely feels also kind of that's a line where part of me when I when I start to think about it closely worries of like is this too broad? You know, you're not saying which country. You know, it it feels. Mm I'll, I'll stick with the word broad. I was, I was right. trying to think of the right way to say it. But I think, you know, it's... We are contextualized in time in this poem with 2006. Yeah. Um, so I could come up with some possibilities of what countries it might be talking about. There were a few countries. Right. But I think burning on TV and that is also... The way... By being broad there, it kind of brings up the, like how much we're in the... We are still in the same space and so many... You know, like that, this... Some of that 
awfulness and trauma and pain that's happening like is just so constant and and uh the best day ever could be happening to someone right now right <laughs> and, right. and the country another country's burning on tv you know like right that kind of of the awfulness of our contemporary condition. Right. <laughs> uh. hey, there's our there's our connecting theme because my <laughs> my poem makes me think of the awfulness of our contemporary condition too. <laughs> so great title for the episode. <laughs> Things are trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do uh. I do think you're right. There's almost like a pivot like halfway through to where we're thinking of snow. We're thinking of the snow angel. Um, yeah. You know this, this vision of his mother. That line, promise me you won't vanish again, you know, is so devastating. Oh, yeah. What a, uh, and there was one before that. Yeah, oh, promise, the, one that, the one that killed me was, promise me you won't vanish again. I said, she lay there a while thinking it over. Yes, absolutely. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you, you point out, promise me you won't vanish again, which rightfully so, that's a that's a devastating line. But then the thinking it over right afterward right. was just right. the... the there's the there's the stab of the knife and there's the twist of the knife. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and, and again, even in such a sport small space, the poem like does give us the answer. Like he's only able to lay down in that same indent right. because she has vanished. Like we're just we're just like, feeling it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Um, so we, we alluded to, uh, everything being trash. What's going on beyond the page? If um, that's what, if that's what's going on beyond the page for you, besides, <laughs> besides winning, winning games at the library and maybe getting your own section, that's not, that's not trash. <laughs> um, I do, I do. I think, uh, I would rather think of this poem in, in, you know, kind of a more personal way of just of like, I feel this kicked off, a. A new summer of enthusiasm for poetry for me. Like I'm ready to go. Sure, right on. And yeah, this is the damn book that did it. Hey, um, if that's the book that did it for you, then or if that if that's the poem that did it for you, then yeah, yeah right with it. I just want to yeah. celebrate the hell out of that. You know, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's such a good feeling. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, thinking about. Uh, I mean, very zooming in very much insider baseball as per usual. You know. <laughs> we've had some weeks where it's like, shoot, what the hell poem am I going to grab? Um, right. And right now it's like, I've taken so many pictures of the last three books that I've read. Um, you know, I feel yeah. ready to go for some podcasting. Um, awesome. If we can ever figure out our schedules. As human right. <laughs> <laughs> the eternal struggle of right. matching our schedules. <laughs> I guess maybe another thing I'll, I'll add um, and kind of getting in that of, you know, I, I hypothesize that if I, I got really into some, some poetic analysis, some some deep dives. Uh, pretended I was a grad school student again. Um, that idea that I, I think I could identify ways where I think he's leveled up in this book. Um, I was just thinking too how it's kind of exciting, maybe in some ways sad, but right now it's exciting to have been like paying attention long enough. Where you know I remember his name before the first book came out, and I certainly wasn't super plugged in and like ahead of the curve by any means. But his first book coming out, like I remember the hype. You know, yeah, and that was like what, yeah. 2017, I want to say. Um, that sounds right. Right. Yeah. So, 2016 or 17, yeah. You know, just like that passage of time and seeing, you know, people that I admire, like, continue to do good work and think about their growth and think about um, how following a poet and admiring their work is going to affect my own work. Um, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I, I got a lot of bubbly feelings on all that right now. Yeah, you're, you're really charmed this episode. I like it. <laughs> 
lot of my dark episodes, apparently. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're in a really again. good place. Yeah, this is great. Uh, I mean, I haven't worked in two weeks. Of course, things <laughs> There you go. Living the dream over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll let it go there. Let's move on to your poem. All right, sounds good. All right, so my poem this week, uh, I am continuing my uh, journey through um, the bottle cap chapbooks that I ordered, the, uh, the mini chapbooks. Previously done MJ Santiago on this podcast, done Beza Oster on this podcast, Beza Ozer on this podcast, and now I'm doing uh, from Sebastian's Castillo, 49 Venezuelan novels. It's like, I know this name. Why can't I place it? And then once you said the name, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. So, yeah, that's the one I've been reading through lately, and this one jumped out to me. Right on. This is Ethos Pathos. My life is filled with questionable morals for citizens of the present, but prescient morals for citizens of the future. I'm happy knowing my beliefs will outlive my body. Even as I rot here in this hole they've dug for me in the mud fields of a city whose name I can't pronounce, I'm singing to the vultures. Chris Corley classic. Get out yeah. of here. Get out. <laughs> Oh, get out of here. This rips. My goodness. Talk about compact yeah. space making it count. Yeah, man. Are these uh are these all prose poems? Um, as far as I'm into the book, I'm about halfway through so far. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'm trying to get this longer novel done, and uh this is my uh my when I don't have a lot of time to read books. So right. I've been reading it in pieces. Yeah. Right on, right on. Um, Maybe that leads into uh why this poem this week. Uh, this one just jumped out to me. You know, I, I, I've been reading the book in chunks, and uh, this is pretty early on. So this was my first read. I think my first reading of this book. But like, yeah, I've been I've been looking for. Um, I'm working on a, a project that has like a lot of flash fiction, prose, poetry, hybrid stuff in it. Cool. So I was looking for a book that would you know help me look at compact stuff, small paragraphs, right. short narratives, tight images, things like that. Um, so yeah, Sebastian's book jumped out to me and then this poem just like really got to me, um, for poetic reasons, which we'll get to in the next question then off the page reasons too. But, uh, yeah, this one just jumped out of me out of all of them. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Tell me, let's jump into the poetic reasons. Get me into the nooks and crannies here. (laughs) What's the move? So the move is, um, in the mud fields of a city whose name I can't pronounce that line there. Really? Um, so I feel like there are a couple of turns in this poem. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it um, it it starts inward with the with the speaker. He seems like a, a fanatic who is uh, is uh, giving his life for a cause. Is what it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. But um, it starts with like such confidence. Like, my life is filled with questionable morals, but prescient morals. I'm happy knowing my beliefs will outlive my outlive mm-hmm. my body. That's a pretty confident thing to say, right? And then it. It twists, even as I rot here. So this person's already dying mm-hmm. in this hole they've dug for me in the mud field. So it's not a dignified death. And then last turn, of a city whose name I can't pronounce. Hell so yeah. it's like not even really dying for a reason he, the speaker can probably name, you know, can probably really articulate, like right. that sort of thing. Um, but that that's so confident in their beliefs that they're willing to die in wherever'sville, you know. <laughs> face down in the muck <laughs> right. um, sort of thing uh, without even really art- articulating, you know, like a belief system, but feeling really confident in it. Mm. That just, um, that, that, and, and the way that's done in the poem is through how slowly, it, how 
little self-awareness the speaker seems to show. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. starts out really confident and the speaker seems like that they, they know. And then first twist, even as I rot here, so okay, right. you're, you're dying, how right can you be? That's not really how it works, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people, people die for good causes all the time. But um, um, yeah, how it finally gets to in a city whose name I can't pronounce where it's just like this person is so far removed from whatever problem they think they're addressing is what it felt is what it read like to me. Right. And it slowly, slowly reveals itself. The, the, the narrator of the poem kind of just unravels there. That's a great way of putting it. I was thinking as you were saying that, I think you, you really did kind of pin down that is like the exact moment where I guess, yeah, you can suddenly start to question and push back on yeah. who the hell this person is. Um, because you're right, that first twist of even as I rot here, you know, that still could be someone um, who maybe we could feel a little bit more confident in. Um, right, you know, right. They are dying for their cause or maybe their cause is just or whatever. But if you're dying in the field of a city whose name you can't even pronounce, you know, it's like, who are you bringing these prescient morals to, you know, what is, right. what is your reason for even being there? Uh, <laughs> how did you that apparently piss people off enough so quickly? Um, <laughs> it calls into just so many questions um, that I guess we, we do have from the outset because we know so little. Um, right. But I think you're right. That first, I guess it's just one sentence, two sentences are so confident. Um, yeah. line, in particular, that second sentence, I'm happy knowing my beliefs will outlive my body. Oof. Like it's its own sentence. Right. In a three sentence form. Sentence. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, and I can think of like multiple ways of meaning where that sentence alone gives me some chills. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. I thought that the first time I read it too, where right. I was like, oh, I could twist that line into like whatever I wanted to. If I Absolutely. Just yeah. But then once you kind of like step back and you swallow the whole poem, you're like, oh, that line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. I'm thinking about how this is such a you poem. Um, You know, certainly in the sense of world building, you talk about, you know, all the time of, yeah, we have a character, uh, a context, um, again, not, clear to us but like there has to be a character there has to be a context for any of this um to right. be said right and if there's a context growing within the book i it's gone over my head so far so sure, like, yeah sure. as far as i know this is standalone yeah right well i'm, I'm assuming by that title that they'd probably be unrelated I, that's that's what it seems like so far right yeah, yeah and maybe you yeah. know maybe there's some overlap it's, it's an evocative right. title um, yeah it, it rules yeah, like that's funny because that yeah the t- the title has come across my feed multiple times. Every time it's like, ooh, what's going on here? <laughs> but yeah, just as I read it, you know, the final the final little bit of I'm singing the vultures is is you know beautiful and <laughs> I don't know also just catches my attention. Um, and I guess it was only upon you know reading it and thinking of this as a Chris poem where I was like, oh, it's that's actually you know this isn't what's the word I'm looking for even, you know, like that's not like a surreal image in any way. There's nothing fantastic here. There's yeah, nothing magical exactly. here. No yeah. No. No magic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like this is, this is a person who had probably been buried already based on that description. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, gosh. I mean, also no. that is a very Chris thing and just like a, a, a great perspective of a poem of, yeah, you know, to, to be uh, in the voice of someone who's, 
buried alive. Like, fuck. yeah, some, someone who's like going crazy and it's first person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> That's Give true. That's on brand. Absolutely. <laughs> um, all right, maybe let's think big picture now. Take us. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sad things. It's the, the tragedy of our age. You know. <laughs> you, already, you already told me that, and I'm still like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I won't get too into specifics. I mean, you sure. can just look at the timestamp of this episode and maybe read the news. Um, it's it's uh, you know I don't want to uh, 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 trigger trigger anyone's anything. Um, but yeah, you know it's just it's just tough. And then like when uh, when you see people like sticking their heels in certain beliefs mm. that much harder, you know, like uh, I, I'm not trying to sound like too New York Timesy where it's like, we're so polarized, but just like when, <laughs> when people who are um, <laughs> seeing things that are like objectively wrong or objectively like, right. uh, you know, uh, 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 in reality is like a negative thing, but it goes against their belief system and then they're just digging their heels further. Mm-hmm. This poem reminded me of that kind of person. Someone who uh, fight a battle even when they know they're wrong kind of thing. Um, so I don't even know if that's what the speaker's doing. The speaker could be dying, dying nobly for all we know. Right. Because um, there's that little context on the page. But, um, but yeah, that's what it made me think of. It's mm. like people self-martyring themselves kind of thing. Oof. Um, oof. Oof. Yeah. Um, that... And I hope I'm saying that without condescension. Um, for sure. Yeah. That is certainly a, like, scary thing right now is to watch people yeah like you said dig their heels in to watch someone you know believe something very genuinely about how we should address problems right uh, and to not see eye to eye pretty intensely <laughs> as well um, yeah you know yeah that feels like a more common problem than it used to be again. I mean, yeah, that sounds New York Times. We're all polarized. Um, right. But I, I don't know if that's the case or not. Um, you know, it certainly has to do with, you know, how aware and plugged in with things I am that I would feel that way. Um, yeah. Or also, but also that we get, we get fringe voices really easily. These days. I think, yeah, that's, 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 that's definitely something I'll buy. Like, I don't know yeah. if, I don't know if we're more polarized now than ever or whatever, but we definitely get fringe voices way easier. Right. And yeah. And that fringe voices can find a platform way easier. Yeah, way um, and easier. again, I, I don't want to be condescending on fringe voices. Fringe voices could go no. either way. Right. <laughs> really, they could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, damn. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, had a, I had I had the worst segue. Do you want to hear it? Oh, please! So you said something about um, things being scary right now, or something scary right now, um, about okay. people seeing problems and not wanting to solve them, or whatever. But you know what's not? You know what's really scary? I know what you're gonna say. The Warriors' defense in the fourth quarter of Game <laughs> One. <laughs> I agree. I thought you were going to say is, you know, it's scary times and uh, people are holding views that you, you you can't believe. You don't see eye to eye. And you're saying, you know, things are really scary when you're rooting for the Celtics. <laughs> that was actually going to be my question because I was I didn't know going in um, <laughs> uh, where your allegiance is led. I, I guessed um, because you have lived in Boston before, which I would think make you not want to root for the Celtics, but you have lived in Boston before. Uh, we, uh, on this podcast with, uh, with distinguished guest, um, Dianelli Antigua, mm-hmm. um, and fellow podcaster now, congratulations, yeah. Dianelli. Let's go. Um, I have gushed about Jalen Brown before, so mm-hmm. I figured you were going to uh, go with the Beantown boys, but, uh, 
Yeah, that was going to be my question is who, who, you, who you got? <laughs> it's, game, it's game two tonight or, yeah, tonight. Yeah, um, that's why my favorite thing is uh, my father is an, a non-theoretical listener of the podcast more often than sometimes I would like. That's okay. Hi, Dad. <laughs> um, but, uh, I'm Mr. Yeah. Sakura. <laughs> he said it was funny, you know, because based on the NBA questions, you can often, like, figure out when we were talking and how old these episodes are. Oh, you sure, know, yeah. And, you know, I was listening to a recent one where we were talking about the All-Star game. <laughs> <So>, what, <laughs> it came out, like, two weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so who knows, you know, how quickly we'll turn this this bad boy around. Yeah, I mean, my 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 dislike for the Warriors is not, not quenched at all. And, Fair enough. Uh, no, no, redeem Clayman uh, uh, stories. No, um... you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him, and I'm happy that he's back. But I, I just, I don't feel bad for guys who have three championships already. <laughs> like you did your, you did your thing. Um, That's good fair. on you. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I love Al Horford so much. I'm yeah, so Al, happy Hor- Al Horford like, is impossible to cheer against. Bad. I mean, I've been cheering for him since he was in Florida. You know. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and yeah, and he had this like exile year in Oklahoma City. Yeah, which and where it's just like exceptionally hilarious, and came back and he was great. I saw someone tweet team. the other Very night important. that was uh, uh, someone tweeted the other night Sam Presti calling other GMs. See, I rest guys for a year. Here you go. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I just find there's a lot of guys on the South side. Like started, you know, starting with Jalen Brown, certainly Marcus Smart. Yeah. yeah, mostly likable. Um, yeah, the style of player so. is exciting with him. Um, I love Robert Williams. I love Brad yeah. Williams. I knew you'd um, like the Williams brothers. The Williams brothers, <laughs> <for sure. laughs> but it takes me back to the Davis brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, it's funny how I think everyone in my life is like not sold on Jason Tatum. It's he's so a, weird. I'm, tr- I'm really trying to figure out what it though. is. Yeah, right. he's really good. Right. Um, and people were like, people for the last like two years have been like break up. Uh, Tatum and Brown. Mm-hmm. It's like why, mm-hmm. why they have like m- you know miniature Jordan Pippen potential. Like mm-hmm. you know, like why they're both good two way players. They're both under twenty five. Right. Um, yeah. Um, I think I wonder. I always wonder because he's a Celtics player. Did, does uh, does Jason Tatum suffer because he spent his whole rookie year having Bill Simmons right? This guy could be better than Bird articles for the Ringer. <laughs> Oh, I hope he doesn't pay any attention. <laughs> but no, this is a, this is a really likable Celtics team, and um, yeah, no, I totally predicted uh, you would uh, 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 not not give a um, a, uh, a shred of a um, what do people extend to each other um, for friendship to the to the to what the team from extend? the bay? They extend yeah. something. Olive branch is that it? Extend a shred of an olive branch. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds right, right-ish. Yeah, yeah sure, podcast, why not? We can't even think anymore. Um, <laughs> no, I, I will say this. So we are one game in right now. Um, Celtics had that incredible comeback. Um, yeah, that was nuts. In game one. Uh, I am not at all sold that they will win the series still. Um, yeah, I genuinely can't predict what will happen. Right. I was trying to think about it going in. I was just no. like, I, I don't know. I could see right, no. Steph hitting a billion threes and the exactly. Warriors just win. Or I could see the Celtics just out-muscling them. You yeah. Know, like, you yeah. Know, I could just see anything happening. Absolutely. Um, I think every possibility is still on the table. Celtics will the yeah. next four in a row. Or, or, I'm sorry, the Celtics just keep going. I, the Warriors completely turning on their head and winning the next four. Seven right. games, obviously, the ideal. Um, all those seem to be on the table still. Yeah. I will say that I 
I think I did call this final series like after the first round. I saw this, the way the Warriors came out in the first round. I was like, God damn it, they're making the finals again. I think um, you did say something like that. I think, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I did think that they would have to deal with the Suns. I did not predict uh, the Suns just come busting. I did and then, not predict that happening to the Suns. Yeah. Awful to watch. That game, that's right. That was game seven was just like the worst game that any yeah, team has ever played. So bad. I actually watched it all the way through just to yeah. see if like something would change. You know, right, it was like, right. It was like thirty seconds to go. They were down by forty, and it was like, are they going to make a shot now? <laughs> I, I, I I totally forgot that. I'm right there with you. If I, I think I had the game on the whole time, you knew it was over even by half. Like it was just right over. by halftime. Yeah. yeah. Um, which happens, you know, every time I've been in an adult basketball league, but not in professional games. <laughs> not in professional games, no. <laughs> Certainly not the playoffs. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Beantown boys and six. Sounds good. Um, I guess just for controversy's sake, I'll go Warriors and six. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. It's a, it's a weird finals, but I, but game one was a good one. Hopefully, game two. Yeah, good. right, right. And especially we needed these good games after uh, what was that the Heat Celtics series was just like really not enjoyable to watch. Everyone just throwing haymakers. At, you know, it was so nice. I was watching the finals games, and I was like, there haven't been very many offensive fouls called because mm-hmm. like I feel like Celtics Bucks was heavy on offensive fouls, and yeah. then Celtics Heat was heavy on offensive fouls. Right, just like this game is really slow. And, like, right, not fun. Um, <laughs> game one was a lot more fun. Uh, either of the conference finals absolutely um, absolutely yeah. Ugh, well hopefully oh, yes, we'll six more though. games six more games let's do it that, that's what we're rooting for six more games yeah more than either team six more games right <laughs> all right our uh, music producer is brennan johnson our art artist is am strickland and we'll talk to you guys soon